Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening, after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go on to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. For this purpose I have come. So he went into their synagogues preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One day in class, my scripture professor explained to us the purpose of the Bible, which was to inspire us, to convince us, to stand by God. No matter what happens, no matter how bad it gets, no matter what people say, you just stand by God. In that class, he told us that his son was coming home from school. He was hit by a car and he was killed instantly. Three months later, he was denied tenure at the university where he was teaching for seven years. He said, in a very short period of time, my whole life, my whole world was turned upside down. But I exercised the only option I knew. I stood by my God. And he came. He came, and every time he comes, he comes, comes with blessings. My life was turned around, and I was happy again. You know, when the Israelites were dis- defeated, when Jerusalem, the city, was destroyed, and they were taken into exile, and they were in a concentration camp, the Babylonians, the captives, taunted them. They said to them, oh, look at you. Look at all of you here in a concentration camp. Boy, God, your God must really like you guys. He says, why don't you just join us? Worship our gods. Look, they're not doing a bad job. Look at our, we have a great economy. We're a superpower. We got lots of riches from our conquests. We always have plenty of food on the table. Our gods are doing a great job. But they stood by their God. In the hardest and the most difficult moment of their lives, the God came 
he came and brought him back to Jerusalem. He built a city, and they were one of the greatest nations in the ancient world. When Job lost his three daughters and his seven sons were killed, when 15,000 animals that comprised of his cattle were killed, when his house burnt down and sores covered his whole body, it was said that he sat on a manure pile because, well, that's how he felt. And his wife came over to him and taunted him. She said, oh, look at you. Boy, your God, God must really like you. Why don't you just curse God and die? And he didn't. He stood by his God. And one day, God appeared to Noah, to Job, and brought him up to the to the to the, his heaven and court. And he says, "Hey, Job, what are you doing? You want to see some good stuff?" So God gave Job a tour, a whirlwind tour of the, of the universe. He says, "Have you ever seen the stars way in the back in the furthest part of the universe? Hey, you want to see the colors that I'm going to use for my sunset tonight? Hey, do you ever see a deer give birth?" You want to know how many buckets of water it takes to fill up an ocean? Do you want to see the Himalayan mountains when the sun rises in the morning after it snowed the, the day before? And, and Job was taken up in such awe all the blessings and all the beauty of the world. And his life was turned around. Got back his house and his family. My friend Jack gave me a call one afternoon. He says, hey, you want to go fly fishing? Of course I like to go fly fishing with my friend Jack because I could never catch a fish until Jack told him, taught me how to fish. So anyway, I, I picked him up and we got out of the car and he was watching. I just stood there in silence as he was studying. See, he's studying and he notices all the, all, all the signs, whether the fish, where the fish might be, and the current, and the birds. And out of nowhere he said to me, Peter, I'm the luckiest man in the world. And I thought to myself, what the heck is he talking about? He's the luckiest man in the world. He doesn't have two nickels to rub together. I had to buy him lunch today. He's got fourth stage cancer. He's got chemo and his, half his hair is falling out. The doctors gave him three months to live. The luckiest man in the world. But see, my friend wasn't thinking about all that stuff. No, no, what he was seeing, you see, he was seeing the beautiful day, the, the cobalt blue sky, and that he was going to have his, he's going to do the most, his, the best activity of his life, which is he's going to go fly fishing with his friend that just bought him lunch. It's like one blessing on top of the other. You know, the faith lesson today is this. You st- no matter what happens, no matter how bad it gets, no matter how many people may say and taunt you, you stand with God. You stand with Him. Because He will come. He will come. And when He comes, He brings blessings. And you too, at the end of the day, will say, I'm the luckiest person in the world.